Welcome to the Dr. Living Good Podcast, which exists to equip you with real health solutions to make health simple. All right, welcome everyone. It's Dr. Living Good. It's my actual real name if you've never been part of our channel before. We're going to break down how you can instantly lower your blood pressure today and three huge mistakes I consistently see people making on a clinical level when it comes to measuring their blood pressure, understanding do they even have a problem, could you be a victim to some of these things that medicine and your doctor potentially are missing or deceiving you with. We're going to break that all down in just a moment. You'll leave here with some solid solutions. And um, at the end of this video, I'm going to make sure, so pay attention to the whole thing, that you get a free resource we did to help you to really understand all of the remedies. There's nine main causes to blood pressure, nine remedies to match those causes. You're going to get instant access to that. I'll talk about that in a little bit. But let's make sure you got the foundational pieces right first understanding the main things that people are missing, the mistakes that people are making, and then I'll be right back after explaining, because I'm gonna go over to the whiteboard and break down those mistakes for you and use kind of presentations so you can kind of see everything, and if you're making those mistakes, how to really put the cuff on and do all the measuring. And then I will be back right after to show you how to instantly drop your blood pressure and fix it long-term by understanding the nine causes. Woo, it's gonna be a good one. Let's head on over to the board. So do I actually have a blood pressure problem? That's what we're breaking down next. You gotta know if you have a problem first and you gotta know how to chart it so then you can know what's impacting it. This is such an important piece. Now, here's the rule, all right, that a lot of people are making a mistake on. One reading, one time is a poor way to judge your blood pressure. One reading, one time is a very poor way to judge your blood pressure. And so with that, we got to break down how you're testing it, what you're doing. Because a lot of you are going to the doctor's office. You're getting nervous as all get up. You're maybe not measuring it on the right arm. You're maybe not in the same position every time you take it. A different person takes it each time. You had coffee that morning before you went in. You were stressed out because of a scenario with life. This is all reality. So you can't just measure blood pressure once and put someone on a drug for the next three years. It's a terrible system. we got to chart it over time. So let me give you some of the rules of what you could be going through when it comes to um, Charting your blood pressure. So number one, we got to be very aware of white coat syndrome. White coat syndrome is being scared of people like me, <laughs> right? I don't have the white coat on. That's why I wear black all the time. No, I'm just kidding. It's I'm very casual in the office. I have a very casual environment because you have enough stress in your life. We don't need that intimidating medical factor to be going on. We want people to be real comfortable so you can get healthy. But white coat syndrome is going into that office and it goes up. Can I don't know, nod your head. Give me a yes. If yes, I deal with this. Um, absolutely. I get really nervous going into the doctor's office. The thought of it, you start, you you know, like you looked up your condition before you went in on Dr. Google, and so now you think like your toe pain is actually cancer, and you're afraid they're going to give you a diagnosis. You know what I'm talking about? Like we're in that stage where we're just it, we're so sensitive, and a lot of us are just so scared. And I would just tell you that that fear does not come from a healthy place. For me, it does not come from God. Um, that we want to be focused on building health and building life, and that you were designed to be healthy. And then we want to empower you to be able to do it. So let's go to the next tip. On this. We've got to be aware of white coat syndrome. So to avoid that, what you will do is measure your blood pressure daily at the same time. I like to get at least two weeks of measurement. So if you have a blood pressure problem, step number one is get yourself a cuff. Get one from a, uh, I don't like saying this, a drugstore. That's the only thing you can buy from there. Don't get any of the candy or anything else. Um, <laughs> I never want to go into a drugstore. That means I'm buying the wrong stuff usually. But from it, you get, you get yourself a blood pressure cuff. 
and then we will um, be able to measure this. You want one to three weeks, two's real good spot to shoot for, and you want to chart it. So like every morning, eight o'clock, you're going to measure your blood pressure and see where it's at. And so you put the cuff on. Now, what arm matters, I'm going to talk about in that second, but you put the cuff on, you're going to mark it down. So like every day, you just have this running chart. It's like 125 over 82. Then it was 132 over 87. Then it was 117 over, you see what I mean? Like every day you're charting that. Now here's where this becomes powerful. You can figure out what's impacting it. So if that's two weeks of, of work, now I can run an average and know, okay, here's where my blood pressure is. Now, start a supplement and watch what happens. Now, have your doctor half your medication in half and see what happens. Now, start an exercise regimen and see what happens. Now, try fasting, try a meal plan, try, see what I mean? You can do factors and it will impact it and you can start to understand the cause, but if you do not chart it daily, you don't know what's happening because all you're doing is measuring it every three months when you go to the doctor's office or measuring it a couple times a week. You need two weeks of solid data. The power of this is this, when they do the drug studies, on the drugs they're giving you for blood pressure, lisinopril, whatever one you're on, they're measuring the test subjects every day, if not multiple times a day. And they're figuring out the impact that the drug has on the blood pressure so they can get the data after the fact. And they only do it for four to six weeks. So if the drug company that's making the drug that's giving it to you is measuring it regularly, I think you should be measuring it regularly to figure out how to fix your problem in the first place. Because again, most of those drugs are not designed to be used much after four to six weeks. We've never tested it. We don't know what it does to a human being. There's no long-term studies on a lot of that stuff. Now, next up. So we got white coat syndrome, being nervous around the doctor's office, be aware of it, your solution to it, measure it daily two um, for two weeks straight. Next, use the same arm. Use the same arm, okay? There's a drop, right, in your right arm from your left arm. Your left arm, okay, is the one that is closest to your heart. It's 10 to 15 points higher. Your right arm's lower. So I advise always doing it on the right arm. One, it's gonna be better news. <laughs> Two, that's typical medical standard of the arm that you'll do it at, okay? So we want right arm always. If you measure it on the other one, or they did on the other one, you could get very skewed numbers, 10 to 15 points. That's the difference between a drug and not for certain people. So you wanna be uh, you know, paying attention to that. It's not that you can't measure it on your left arm, but if you're gonna do it on your left arm, you better measure it that way every day so you know what it's running. And if you wanna know, a fun experiment, is measure it both ways and see how much of a gap you have. But some people, it's up to 10 to 15 points, okay? Now, also, what position are you in? So that arm needs to be resting, right, at a 90 degree angle is where you want it. Resting at a 90 degree angle. Just put it on a table, put the blood pressure cuff on, it's at a 90 degree angle. So you don't want it hanging down to your side. You don't want it to be, you don't want to be laying down. You don't want to be standing up. You're going to sit at a 90 degree angle and take it. If you're laying down, your blood pressure is very different. If you're standing up, your blood pressure is very different. There's different forces of gravity against your body when you're doing that. So you want to do it the same way each time for a two week period of time and chart it. Got it? So you get a blood pressure chart to help empower you to understand uh, where your blood pressure is actually at. So then you know, do you actually have a problem? And what impacts it? By the way, here is the studies. Um, this is right on the FDA's website. How long does it take to get drug approval? And they have to have these drug studies done for a six to eight period of time. That's it. It's right on the FDA's website. This is how long it takes to get a drug passed. How many of you have been on a drug longer than six to eight weeks? A lot of times we have no idea what it does to the body when you're on that because the makers of it are not required to do long-term studies. That's what scares me about it. I'm not saying there's no need at all. I'm not saying there isn't times for crisis. I'm not even telling you to throw your medication out. I'm just saying, if you're on it longer than six to eight weeks, you got a deeper problem going on. Blood pressure is usually caused by something else happening. If you don't figure out that cause, 
Now you're going to be medicated and the problem is going to continue to create issues long term. That's what we're trying to avoid. All right. Now let's look at some of the research of do you actually have a problem for, I don't know, if 120 over 80, getting below that is right for everybody. For example, here's a big study out of the British Medical Research Council. And what they did is for mildly hypertensive patients, if you're sitting 120 to 140, right, they looked at active drug treatment and they found that there's no evident effect on the overall cause of mortality. It says it will lower your blood pressure a little bit, but it doesn't make people live longer. And so what they did and they found the Britical Medical Journal concluded there's no appreciable benefit to an individual patient from treating with drugs a diastolic bottom number of less than 100. What the scientists found is that while the drug treatment for mild hypertension may be effective at lowering blood pressure, they were not reducing the overall mortality weight. Now, I'm not telling you just throw the drugs out. What it's saying is that if you are at mild hypertension, if you're between 120 and 140, if you're between 80 to 100, and you're treating blood pressure, what they're showing you is that it doesn't necessarily make you live longer. It will lower your blood pressure, but we're not seeing that line up. So it just, ooh, it just gets very gray in there. And with that mild of an increase, I believe you can take some really good lifestyle effects. They're going to make you live longer, be healthier anyway, and avoid the toxins. Check out this study, especially if you're over the age of 60. Journal of American Medical Association showed over a 30-year research project that lowering blood pressure under 150 over 90 for those adults over the age of 60 does not reduce the risk of heart attack, heart failure, and stroke. Do you, know how many, do you know how many senior citizens, do you know how many people that are over the age of 60, do you know how many people even in their 50s are already on a blood pressure medication? It's a huge market. And that's what's happening in the Journal of American Medical Association. Right out of their studies is saying... We're not seeing people 150 over 90 if we're treating them to actually live longer. Now, again, there's times when blood pressure is high and there can be dangers with blood pressure being too high. It's something you want to pay attention to. I think it's a great predictor, but your arteries harden over time. They lose their plasticity. You lose water in your body. Things get a little stiffer. So your blood pressure is going to be a little bit higher because you don't have that flexibility even more. Just like your muscles, it's harder to stretch and have flexibility in your joints. Your blood vessels are doing the same thing, and that means your blood pressure is going to be a little bit higher. That's actually a normal state is what they're finding. So when we treat it, that treatment does not necessarily mean there's less heart attacks, less heart failure, less strokes, especially those over the age of 60. Shocking stuff. Again, I just put in the research, started looking through the data. I just couldn't believe a lot of it. That's why I decided to do this course and show it. Now, where blood pressure comes from was back in 1977. Um, expert opinion, not clinical outcomes, just a couple of experts got together and they des they decided that they would, um, the doctors back then, they didn't prescribe drugs for hypertension, but now they said um, what they decided is that the, the, over that 140, 130, that pre-hypertensive, hypertensive state, that they were going to start recommending that those people be taking the drugs. And so this is where it all shifted. So we understood this, that blood pressure at 150 over 90 didn't necessarily need the blood pressure, but they decided as expert opinion that they should. And now 94% of people age 65 or older who have type of hypertension are on the drug. And it just, it took off. And that's $32 billion a year in revenue that the drug companies get by capturing that market. And so that's where we just want to expose it. And if you're not at that age yet, now you're equipped to know as you get a little older, your blood pressure is going to tip up just a little bit usually. 
and it's because your arteries start hardening. But as long as there's not a big jump, and as long as you've done a little bit of tracking, you don't have to be scared of the heart attacks and strokes because the research doesn't hold up anyway. Shocking stuff, isn't it? Man, I wish my dad knew a lot of this stuff because I think it could have saved him quite a bit um, from you know years ago of understanding his numbers, charting it properly, measuring it himself, and then being able to know when he needs to take the medication or not based on the research, not just when a drug, that just with a doctor that's getting incentivized to put people on the drugs is talking about. So um, crazy stuff. Um, that right there is worth the entire course, understanding your numbers. You've got to start charting it. But what's up next is what do you actually do about it? We're going to dive deep into what's actually causing your blood pressure um, based on why, you know, a lot of the drugs that you're taking, we know what causes it. And then what are the natural remedies that you can start immediately of simple things you can be doing for your blood pressure on an everyday basis to really get it lowered under control without the use of medications. That's coming up next. All right, I hope you enjoyed the whiteboard training. Now let's get into how do you instantly bring that blood pressure down. For me, there's really only one way you can instantly impact your blood pressure. I'm talking like right now while you're watching this video. And this works over time. If you consistently apply this technique, you can make your body stronger and your control of your blood pressure better. When you fully understand what controls the heart, well, let me just ask you, what's the most important organ in the body? It's not the heart. What tells the heart how to work? It's your brain. See, all the healing power is in your brain, and it's got to send messages from here down through the spinal cord across the nerves to every organ and cell and tissue you have. Now, the primary way that your body communicates with your heart is through the vagus nerve, V-A-G-U-S. Kind of sounds like Las Vegas, but V-A-G-U-S. Now, this vagus nerve is responsible, uh, not exclusively, but in most part of controlling your blood pressure from going up and down. Now, this system, this wire that runs from your brain to your heart runs off two communication lines, right? These two communication lines are called the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. Now, not to bog you down with a lot of anatomy, you can just imagine these as the accelerator and the brakes in your car. So, you're the car. So, if you're the vehicle, you get a lot of things during the day that raise your blood pressure. Stress, a work scenario, an angered uh, uh, friend or family member, um, something going on with your kids, someone cuts you off in traffic. You know, all these things are stressing your system. And so there's a lot of accelerator in your life, right? We can't exactly take that stuff away. It's going to happen. But you have the other side of things, which is your brakes, which will slow your vehicle down, lowering your blood pressure. And what science has now found as one of the most powerful ways that you can impact your vagus nerve right here, right now, ultimately lowering your blood pressure is through a process called paced or boxed breathing. Now, how this works is that the breaths, if done over time, strengthen your body and actually strengthen the brakes on your car. You see, a lot of you just have really weak brakes. So when you get going so fast, you can't control it. And that out of control system is what is increasing and raising the blood pressure in your body. So if you'd like to instantly reduce it today, here's the technique. You will pace breathing, which just means you'll take five second breath in, five second breath out. Seems very simple, but you will basically be taking a smoke break multiple times a day without the cigarette. Because if you just imagine, or a more friendly way to imagine it is to smell the roses and blow out the candles. Smell the roses, blow out the candles. Five seconds in, a five second breath is a long breath. Your lungs are gonna have to strain a little bit to get that, that's okay at first. That process for a couple minutes with your mind focused on something that makes you happy and calm. 
not politics, not the stuff you got to do later, not the worries in your life, but something that will make you smile like your children or something that you, I don't know, whatever makes you happy, right? If you can focus on that gratitude and do that breathing, take a couple minute natural smoke break. Now, you could also do the technique of boxed, which I don't like as much for for, uh, blood pressure, but I'll give you an alternative because everyone's different. But boxed would be four second breath in, hold it, four second breath out. I like the pace breathing better, getting the heart into a nice rhythm. What you are doing is strengthening the brakes. You're allowing and you're training and you're teaching that system how to get stronger and stronger and stronger. So over time, your blood pressure becomes lower. That right there, consistently. See people with a five to 10 point drop, consistently. Now I would do it at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Set a note in your phone, do it on your way to work, way home from work, and find a moment at lunch to go for a walk and do your breathing with nothing else going on around you to lower that blood pressure. If you can do that, you can instantly lower your blood pressure. I advise you to go give it a try right now. But before you go, I also have a special resource for you. Don't make the mistakes of how you measure and look at your blood pressure. Instantly lower it right now through the breathing exercise. And if you like that, we also put together an entire training and PDF that's gonna sum up everything we've talked about today and give you the nine primary causes of blood pressure problems. There is only nine. The nine natural remedies that are solutions to those problems that you can implement this week with simple things you'd find in a grocery store or health food store that you can use to lower it, one of them being that vagus nerve. So if you would like an entire breakdown of what we talked about today and all those nine causes and nine remedies in a PDF format and a 30-minute training, I took a huge chunk out of my course that I taught on this, an entire couple hundred dollar course on heart health and made it into a free training for you. The link for it is below. All you gotta do is enter your email. We'll send it to you in your email for free and you will get that training. It'll break down the PDF and the video training so you can be equipped to get control of your blood pressure issue. You can do this. Life without medications and suffering and being scared is possible, but you gotta work at it and everyone is different. So check that out in the description in the link below. Click on it, it'll take you to a simple form that'll ask you for your name and email. We'll send it your way and uh, be looking for follow-up videos in the series of continuing to help you understand your blood pressure problem, get it under control, have a life without medications, and experience real health. Hey, it's Dr. Livingett here. Thank you so much for listening today. If you found this episode helpful, it would mean the world to me to please leave a positive rating and a review. That way we can continue to get this message out to help people all over the world experience real health. See you next time.